self-deception about the action of the intuition is a very serious and important consideration. In particular, the vital nature has its own desires, and it also has the ability to influence the mind's judgment to protect the fulfillment of those desires. This is one major cause of potential self-deception. The mind also can create issues for the expression and action of the intuition. When any inspiration enters the being, it is taken up by the mind, which can add its own coloring, its own mental accretions, logical analysis and explanations, and corollary implications or conclusions to the intuitive force. This both waters down and distorts the pure intuition and converts it into some kind of inspired mental process rather than manifesting in its power and purity as an actual intuition. This can occur both because of built-in bias or prejudice in the mind and because of the inherent limitations of the mental process to deal with the totally different energetic action of the intuitive force. This creates the need for the kind of deep study the mother refers to. The process of coming into contact with the plane from which the intuition arises and being able to receive and acknowledge the intuition is just the first stage. Thereafter, the process of ensuring the purity and clarity of the inspiration and the removal of admixtures from the mental or vital realms remains an essential stage in shifting the process of knowing to the intuitive level. The mother writes, quote, naturally, first, these two faculties must be developed. Then, as soon as there is any result, one must observe the result, as I said, and see the connection with what is happening, the consequences. See, observe very attentively what has come in, what may have caused a distortion, what one has added by way of more or less conscious reasoning or the intervention of a lower will, also more or less conscious. And it is by a very deep study, indeed almost of every moment, in any case daily and very frequent, that one succeeds in developing one's intuition. It takes a long time. It takes a long time and there are ambushes. One can deceive oneself. Take for intuitions subconscious wills which try to manifest. Indications given by impulses one has refused to receive openly. Indeed, all sorts of difficulties. One must be prepared for that. But if one persists, one is sure to succeed. And there comes a time when one feels a kind of inner guidance, something which is leading one very perceptibly in all that one does. But then, for the guidance to have its maximum power, one must naturally add to it a conscious surrender. One must be sincerely determined to follow the indication given by the higher force. If one does that, then one saves years of study one can seize the result extremely rapidly. If one also does that, the result comes very rapidly. But for that, it must be done with sincerity and 
a kind of inner spontaneity. If one wants to try without this surrender, one may succeed, as one can also succeed in developing one's personal will and making it into a very considerable power. But that takes a very long time, and one meets many obstacles, and the result is very precarious. One must be very persistent, obstinate, persevering, and one is sure to succeed, but only after a great labor. End quote. Reference, Sri Aurobindo and the Mother, Our Many Selves, Practical Yogic Psychology, Chapter 6, Some Answers and Explanations, pages 190 to 191.